This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Today, I wanted to talk to you about Margaret of Cortona. She was born in 1247 in Tuscany, Italy, and she was born to a farming family. And what happened to Margaret was that when she was only seven years old, her mother died and her father remarried and she was rejected by her stepmother. So at a very young age, she suffered horrible loss and then The person who might have helped her just rejected her outright. Uh, From what we understand, her father loved her, but this was really a bad situation in her home. And she had these these wounds of rejection. And we've, we've talked about this in healing. We sometimes operate out of wounds and they lead to sin. And it led to sin in Margaret's life. It did. And here she is, started out very innocently. And that's the way it often is with us because we live in this broken, wounded world. This world that ever since the fall of man is just, it's warped, it's dysfunctional, and we operate from a disadvantage without God, right? If you have a tree and your wounds are in the roots of the tree, the very foundation. Things that happen to us often when we're very young and we create a pattern of sin reacting out of these wounds. We don't just react out of them. They change the way we see things and they change the way that Margaret saw things as she became an adult. She was operating out of her woundedness. This disproportionate view, a warped view of our reality because of our wounds and we operate out of that, it, it, it leads to sin. And let's say our, our sins are the fruit of our tree. Like we've got the roots and the trunk and we've got the tree and we've got the fruit as is our, is our sins. We go to confession, we get those sins removed. But the truth is because of our woundedness, we may continue to generate the same sins over and over. I mean, seriously, don't most of us go to confession saying the same thing over and over? So that's good. We should get rid of it. But if we go deeper and we address our woundedness, we might address what is producing this way we see things or patterns of behavior. And we didn't even realize it that came out of our woundedness that caused a certain pattern of sin. This is what happened to Margaret. Her her wounds were rejection at a very young age. Margaret essentially felt unloved and rejected 
and she did go looking for love in all the wrong places. You've, you, we don't, we do that too. We look for love in the wrong places sometimes. She grew to be extremely beautiful. Like as a young woman, she was very beautiful and she fell in love with the son of a nobleman and she ran away with him and lived as his mistress in his family's castle for years. And she had a son with him. And so she had this life, but she wanted him to marry her. She wanted to take what wasn't right in her life and make it right. But often when we go into these things, we want to fix this bad thing in our life. It's kind of like going to confession. It's a good thing. But if the root is still there, the root of woundedness, it must be addressed. She lives with him in his family's castle and he won't marry her. And she stays there, but she's conflicted. Like she desires to live a righteous life and not live a sinful life, but she's powerless to bring it about. She, there's nothing she can do to make it happen because he won't marry her. So one day he doesn't come home and she's worried about him because remember she, she fell in love with him and she had a child with him and a son. And so she's worried about him. So she goes to find him because the dog came home on this trip. He went on the dog came, but without the master, her lover. And so she follows the dog and the dog takes her to his dead body. He'd been killed, assassinated. She really felt in her, in her heart, this happened because of the way we lived sinfully. Maybe she thought that there'd be more protection for her lover if he were actually her husband. We know that sin leaves us more vulnerable and maybe she took this to an extreme degree. I don't know, but she felt the guilt of it. Like he was assassinated. He died. Was his soul in purgatory or hell? You know, what happened to him? She felt this horrible guilt about being a part of his sin. And now he was dead and she thought it caused it. So she does something quite extreme from this point. He'd given her a lot of jewels. You know, he was a nobleman. She gave all the jewels back to the family and she, she took her little son and she left and she went home to her father's house. Now she wouldn't have gone home to her father's house unless she had a, a reasonable belief that she'd be taken in by her father. So I think that there was some kind of a good relationship there with her father. She goes to her father's house and the stepmother is still there and the stepmother rejects her and she and her little boy are not welcome there. So now think about this. This is, you know, the 13th century Tuscany, Italy. Women don't have any power rights or anything. And she's utterly alone, really desperate. There are no social services. There's, there's nothing, there's no safety nets at all for her now because her, her lover's family, she's cut herself off from them completely. And then her own father will not receive her. This is when Margaret's temptations really doubled up here because now she was very desperate and there was a temptation to prostitute herself. She was still very beautiful 
and, and just think she had a dependent son who would starve if not for her. So she's in this quandary. And this is when she receives some help from people who love God. And we got to think about that. Sometimes we, the people who love God, are the way God reaches out to someone. And some women did. Margaret went to Cortona and she was just on the street. She was lonely. She was sad. She was in a predicament. And a couple of women noticed her and they talked to her and they brought her home. And they brought her to the Franciscans. And she still, for a long time, suffered the temptations. Like, she wasn't, oh, suddenly healthy in mind and body, knew how to think correctly and in healthy ways. She still had a whole pattern of life. And so that, that set her up for uh, a sinful inclination. So even though she went to the Franciscans and they helped form her and they took her in, she still struggled with the temptations to, you know, sexual temptations. You see that people who have this horrible start in life and it's unfair and then they do things that make it worse because of a pattern of sin, because they don't see things correctly because of the sin and the wounds. It's not like they suddenly have it all correct and together. They don't. We don't. We were a process. Human beings are a process. We have to change as we learn and slowly and, and, and make new habits. And there's, there's a whole healing process through this. So the Franciscans, they helped her through this. She becomes a lay Franciscan and her son actually grows and becomes a Franciscan friar. I recommended to you Ignatius prayer, where you go into a gospel scene with Jesus and you allow your imagination to put you in the scene as one of the characters that are already in this biblical story you are reading, or as yourself, that you get to go in there and go slowly with it and just see what happens. When we meet Jesus this way, when we open ourselves up to him this way, he meets us there and shows us things about ourselves and heals us. Margaret had this kind of encounter with Jesus. And he, when she became a Franciscan, he began to address her as my daughter. And this was an abundance of healing for her because now she knew who she truly was, who she was created to be and where she was destined to go. It healed so much in her soul to be addressed by Jesus as my daughter. And this is one reason, this is a, an example of that Ignatian prayer where you pray with Jesus, you're open to how, what he might say to you, you're in the scene. It seems to me that she had this kind of experience and that that was the, the transforming thing for her. She died a saint. She was 50 years old when she died. Her feast day is February 22nd, but she, you know, once the Lord addressed her as my daughter, or once she could hear it, because you know all along she was his daughter, but once she received it, and we have a part to play with Jesus, we have to receive what he wants to give us. He's not gonna hit us over the head and take away our free will and make us hear something from him. We do this in the Signation prayer. Once she received it, 
she went underwent her transformation through the Franciscans and she continued to be very devoted to the Eucharist and the Passion of Christ, established a hospital and a community of sisters to care for the sick and people who really struggled with temptation like she had. Because she knew the answer was Jesus. There's no other answer. He's the answer to the broken world. He's the answer to what happened to humanity. He is the answer to every question of the human heart, our very existence. And he wants to heal you, just like he healed Margaret of Cortona. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Durko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.